This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Defense Department's IG will now be taking a look at how bases are handling chemicals which are contaminating drinking water. President Trump's pick for a major Pentagon post is bowing out. And we saw fewer disputes between agencies and employees settled in 2019, mostly due to a White House directive. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. DOD's Inspector General will investigate how the Pentagon has been handling firefighting chemicals on bases that are contaminating drinking water. The IG says it will start its report this month and will look at the steps DOD has taken to identify, mitigate, and remediate contamination from the chemicals. The report will also look into how DOD is identifying populations exposed to the hazardous elements. The investigation is congressionally mandated. There are potentially widespread training shortfalls in the Navy's surface fleet. The Defense Department's IG examined readiness records for 12 RLI Burke-class destroyers and found nine of their commanders reported significant deficiencies on their latest round of certifications. Those are the same types of ships that were involved in deadly collisions in the Western Pacific in 2017. The Army is working on a long-term plan to improve its privatized military housing. The plan is broken into five-year increments and will focus on monitoring the current housing situation while bringing installations into the modern era. Army Materiel Command Leader General Gustave Perna says he wants to integrate bases into the local communities to help take advantage of the amenities they have to offer. The Army's long-term goal comes a year after the first nationwide reports of mice, mold, and lead paint in privatized military housing. President Trump's pick to be DOD's Undersecretary for Personnel and Readiness is reportedly withdrawing his nomination. Politico reports J. David Patterson is removing himself from the process. This comes after a 2017 op-ed Patterson co-wrote on the topic of multiculturalism surfaced. Patterson was just nominated last month. A small House bill would enact something the government has been doing for years. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin with more. The bill would establish a federal risk and authorization management program in the General Services Administration. But wait, FedRAMP has been a GSA program for nearly a decade, helping agencies move to cloud computing. The bill, introduced by Virginia Democrat Jerry Connolly and lying around since last summer, has no co-sponsors, but now it has a Congressional Budget Office estimate, $20 million a year for the next five years, the appropriation recommended in the bill. A companion advisory committee would cost another $3 million. I'm Tom Tamman. Fewer federal employees and agencies settled disciplinary cases in 2019 compared to previous years. The Merit Systems Protection Board says the settlement rate dropped 6% over the last two years. The decline is partly due to the president's 2018 workforce executive orders, which prohibited agencies from clearing an employee's personnel record in exchange for a clean settlement. MSPB says fewer settlements mean more cases are heading for hearings before an administrative judge. Adjudicating these cases has also grown more complex. 
Another record year for Freedom of Information Act requests at the Homeland Security Department. DHS received nearly 5,000 more FOIA requests in fiscal 2019 compared to the previous year. It managed to process 15% more requests in 2019 over 2018. The department says it also cut the FOIA backlog by 45%. DHS spent about $165 per FOIA request in 2019. Government on average spent about $610 per FOIA request back in 2018. DHS is struggling to hold agencies accountable for reducing their cyber risks. More from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency's binding operational directives are making federal cybersecurity better. But the Government Accountability Office found CISA is having trouble ensuring agencies are meeting all the requirements of these mandates. A new report shows agencies mitigated critical vulnerabilities and implemented email and website security protocols. At the same time, auditors say CISA is too reliant on self-certification to attest compliance. CISA says it's improving its oversight by testing automated reporting tools and using non-agency cyber assessment teams. I'm Jason Miller. Last year's government shutdown appears to have held back federal agencies' efforts to make their IT systems more cyber secure. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has the details. Since 2015, the Homeland Security Department has had the authority to issue binding operational directives telling agencies to fix cyber vulnerabilities. A review by the Government Accountability Office finds the process has generally worked pretty well. As recently as 2018, agencies were fixing fixing 85% of those problems, but that figure dropped to 61% in 2019. DHS told auditors the shutdown was a major factor because many of the employees in charge of patching systems were furloughed for 35 days. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The National Institute of Standards and Technology seeks input from vendors on the tools and techniques needed to improve data confidentiality. NIST has asked for public participation in two of its projects aimed at preventing data breaches and mitigating the damage caused by breaches. NIST's National Cybersecurity Center of Excellence will begin work with interested vendors once it's gathered enough letters of interest, which vendors can start submitting March 5th. And just over a month into 2020, and we have two big acquisitions in the federal contractor market. Lidos is buying... Lidos is buying L3 Harris Technologies Airport Security and Automation Business Unit for $1 billion. At the same time, Coke Industries is expanding its investment to buy all of Infor, a business cloud software provider. Coke had invested in the company in 2017. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcast, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 